Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Second free throw, no good. Kaminga, the rebound, no good. Ball tipped away. Loose ball. Curry! Curry in traffic. One-hander up and in. It's a three-point trip. And now it's a two-point game. Yes, yes, yes. It is Warriors wrap-up. Alan Styles filling in for JD. He's got the night off as we break down on a St. Paddy's Day. The Warriors in another road L. And yes, I got to say the obvious joke here. No luck for the Warriors on this St. Paddy's Day. Another loss on the road. That's 10 straight as they go down to the Atlanta Hawks, 119-127. In a game where things started out really hot, the Warriors, it, it seems like the bugaboo of this slow start has gone away, which is a really good thing. Earlier, a couple games ago, they were starting out slow, even during that five-game winning streak, and they were having to come back from behind. They haven't needed to do that lately, but... The results haven't been the W's. You've still been getting L's. And unfortunately for the Warriors, it felt like they could have came out and done exactly what other teams were doing to the Warriors and hit the Hawks in the mouth, not really give them a a shot, and just say, okay, this is just not your day, Hawks. You're not a very good team. Look, I mean, I say that, but they're 35 and 35. They basically got the same record as the Warriors. So, unfortunately, the Warriors did everything right to start, and then what happens Unexplicably, John Collins goes on a heater who he's 25% from three-point land and he hits three in the first quarter, which really keeps the Hawks afloat. And then after that, they start beating up the Warriors inside and things, you know, the Warriors never let they never let things get too far away from them. But again, as we continue to see on the road, they could not get over the hump. Looking at what the Warriors were doing it and the inside issue and they don't have enough size. This was a terrible matchup for the Warriors. They have guys, the Hawks do have a bunch of players that are exactly what the Warriors, they're kryptonite, if if you will, because they got John Collins, who's an who's a big guy. They got Hunter, they got Capella. They have all they have Okongwu, who had a great game, 19 points. So all of these guys do not do not match up very well with the Warriors, who are a small team. Now, when we hear the word small team, we think, okay, well, you can run and gun against these big, I know Purdue just lost, Zach Eady-type bigs. That's not what the Hawks have. The Hawks have athletic, long bigs that are these forward-center hybrids, and that is not what the Warriors liked. When they see that, 
It's normally a rough day. They tried to start off hot, but unfortunately, they could not figure it out. But early on, Dante DiVincenzo gets hot. He hits two threes. It's looking like, okay, the Warriors, I know they're down. Draymond, obviously, they're down. Wiggins, they're down. GP2, maybe they can overcome this and start early enough to really just put the Hawks in a place where we've seen with the Hawks before, look, 500 teams, a 500 team, maybe they'll lay down and the the Warriors can just take this W and and get rolling. John Collins keeps them above water. And then after that, the Hawks get rolling a bit. They start throwing lobs to where the Warriors legitimately can't reach like a kid trying to get into a cookie jar. So that is the problem with matching up with the Hawks. So, we're here for you, 888-957-9570. Hopefully this doesn't ruin your St. Paddy's Day if you were watching. Hopefully you got on some green. I want somebody to pinch me because of what I'm watching and just trying to understand what exactly is wrong with the Warriors right now. Well, I'll tell you what. You can't continue to give the ball to the other team. You can't continue to turn the ball over. You can't continue to every time you get really close. And I know you have the best shooters ever. You, you, you can't just continue to settle for threes when they are not needed. But that's what they continue to do. So let's just start off right here with the secret sauce of the game. Why they lost and what was the deciding factor. I'm going to go with the turnovers. 10 turnovers for the Atlanta Hawks and 17 turnovers for the Warriors. And I know it's Steph Curry. I love Steph just as much as everyone, and I love Clay just as much as everyone. They're being asked to do a lot. But you had six turnovers from Steph, and you had six turnovers from Clay Thompson, and you had three turnovers from Jordan Poole. Not good. That's just not a recipe for success, specifically on the road. So that was the secret sauce, the secret sauce of the game, brought to you by Proposition Chicken, fried and flipped, not fake. This chicken goes three ways. Not now available in eight barrier locations, with our newest one being in Novato. It's unfortunate. And I know there are people that are screen watching right now, watching what the Timberwolves are doing because it matters. The Timberwolves are right behind the Warriors. If they win, and last time I checked, they were winning, they were beating the Bulls. Let's see how that ended up. So it's going to overtime. Timberwolves and Bulls are going to overtime. That's something to keep an eye on. And at this point, I don't even want to keep an eye on anything. Why keep an eye on anything if the Warriors are just going to refuse to win basketball games on the road? Because ultimately, if you can't pull that off, there's no point in watching the Timberwolves. There's no point in watching the Mavericks. There's no point in, dare I say, watching the Lakers. Because you cannot take care of business. I I don't understand. Now, people are upset about having Anthony Lamb in the closing lineup, and there are a lot of questions about some of the decisions that Steve Kerr has made. I get all that. But ultimately, you can't turn the ball over. You can't give up offensive rebounds. It just seems like, I don't know, it's it's Groundhog Day. It seems like we're watching the Warriors do the same thing over and over again when they get on the road. Now, it's not the same because some of these starts have looked a lot better, but it is the same in the result. Ultimately, if you can't get it done down the stretch – It doesn't really matter how it starts off. So we're too late in the season, unfortunately, to deal with these tiny victories and to deal with these moral victories and to say, okay, well, at least they started off okay. At least they started off on the right foot and they hung in there. Maybe that works. Maybe that works if you can accelerate that. But as of right now, that has not been the case. It has not been the case. 888-957-9570 is the call line and the text line if you want to be a part of of the conversation. Let's get to some of the numbers here. You got Jonathan Kaminga, who played 26 minutes. He was 5 of 12 
from field goal, 10 points. He was a plus five for all you plus minus people out there. Kevon Looney, 34 minutes, eight for 10 from field goal, two for four from the free throw line, 18 points. We'll get to Kevon a little later because Kevon Looney got himself a career high, 18 points career high. And Kevon Looney, I mean, every time I look up, he's on the ground, he's diving for loose balls. He's, he, he is doing all, he was doing everything that he always does. And that's just what it takes to make the winning play. So Kevon Looney, we got something for you a little bit later in the show. Steph Curry, 37 minutes, 12 for 27, four for 13 from three point land, 31 points, still only three free throws. And I'll tell you this much. I don't know. We know it's not really in coach Kerr's nature unless it gets really bad, but between last game and this game, Steph Curry, I mean, he's got, He's got scratches on his arms the whole time. It looks like he's in Wolverine part four or five, whatever number movie that is we're at right now. And it has to stop. I mean, we've complained. Dub Nation has complained for years about the Steph Curry whistle. And I hate to sound like a homer. I hate to use it as as an excuse. Is that the reason they lost? No. But why is Steph Curry? And and then you have the foul towards the end of the game with DeJounte Murray. I got to tell you, as much as we praise Steph Curry for his selflessness and for being a good leader, all the things that we talked to Steph Curry about, one of the biggest things is, and he's freaked out before, don't get me wrong, but one of the biggest things is he keeps his composure with the refs. Sometimes he'll get after them, but it is few and far between because for Steph to just get hammered all game long, every single game, and, and look, we're really, most of this stuff just gets talked about the shooting fouls. What about just trying to keep up with Steph and they're holding them and they're scratching them, all these things. And then DeJounte Murray, and I get it, he did not jump into Steph. I'm not saying he did. But for DeJounte Murray to get grazed by Steph on a, on a play where it's a bailout, even though you didn't jump into somebody like Eric Gordon, right, in last game, it's still a bailout. And the ref, I know you're stuck in a situation, but where is this the other way? Where is it? And I get it. Steph is on the ground a lot. But where is this the other way? I'm just curious. Steph Curry sh- shot three free throws. Three. It just it, on 27 shots and only you know and only three free throws. It just makes no sense to me. Klay Thompson, 35 minutes, six for 14 from field goal, two for seven from three-point land. 15 points. He was a minus eight on the day. Steph was a minus one, and Kevon Looney was a plus one, by the way. Dante DiVincenzo, who continues to be just that guy for this team, specifically with Andrew Wiggins out. 36 minutes, 6 for 13 from field goals, 3 for 9 from three-point range, 3 for 4 free throws, 18 points. And then getting to the bench, I know it's going to come up, so I'm just going to get, I'm going to leave it for last and we can get to it last because we got Jermichael Green, 14 minutes, 2 for 3 from field goal, 6 points. He was a minus nine. Anthony Lamb, 21 minutes, much to a lot of Dub Nation's chagrin. Four for seven from field goal, 0 for two from three-point land, minus 11 on the day, eight points. And yes, we're going to get to him right now. Jordan Poole, 24 minutes, four for 12 from field goal, two for eight from three-point range. He was a minus 11. He had 12 points. And is that the elephant in the room? I, I don't want to... I don't want to scapegoat anybody because you know me. If you've heard me filling in on any of these shows or on the night show, you know I love my pie chart. And these pie charts have a lot of different colors because there's a lot of blame to go around with the Warriors. But there is something with Jordan Poole, and there's so many different clips of just lapses on defense that it is getting to the point. And I, I got my Poole Party shirt. I got it. But there is something 
something to be said about the effort for Jordan Poole's defense. This isn't CYO. This isn't AAU. This isn't middle school basketball. And I get it. Some people are set up better to be very good at defense, but we're not talking about being an elite defensive player. Steph never became an elite defensive player, but he became good enough that you cannot just put him on an island. And I know the Warriors went to zone for a little bit. That worked out in some ways, didn't work out in others. But Jordan Poole, there are just some bad clips, man. I'm talking James Harden-esque clips where he's just not paying attention. He's not paying attention. He gets caught looking at the ball. And a lot of times I've noticed it happens after he makes a bucket. And, you know, I talk about my YMCA hooping there. I talk about playing different. That's what it looks like. When you're feeling yourself a little bit after you made a shot and you forget what you're supposed to do on defense, that happens to Jordan Poole a lot. And I know, look, Steve Kerr, we have him on these airwaves once a week. I know Steve Kerr is having these conversations. But something else has to give. Because Jordan Poole, we know how he is off the bench. You're already dealing with that offensively. And you already know you're at a negative defensively. Something has to change. And Jordan Poole, do not ever get me wrong about that guy. We do not win a championship last season without Jordan Poole. The Warriors do not win a championship last season without Jordan Poole. You don't. You don't. So we get all that, but you also got to live in the here and now. And here and now, Jordan Poole is not carrying his weight. And I don't, I, he could be on the bench. He, whatever it is, it's just not getting it done. 888-957-9570. Let's read some of these text messages from the 702. Stop with the moral victories. They don't show up in the standings. Completely agree. You know, they did not get blown out in the first quarter. What do you want, a cookie? What are we supposed to do with that? What are we supposed to do with that? I get it. They, it's the facts. It's the facts. You showed up early. Oh, my goodness. John Collins is making shots that he normally doesn't. And then you just completely implode. Now, they didn't implode. They were hanging around the whole time. But we are too far into the season to just have conversations about hanging around. That's it. That's it. 5-1-0 chiming in. The shot selection went down by two in the final minute. Was a, Went down by two in the final minute. Was a great example of how they've fallen in love with the threes. They should have driven to the hoop and gotten more fouls. Pushed the action. That's been another thing. We know they shoot threes. They've always shot threes. Let's see how many they shot today. Honestly, they shot 43s today. That's actually kind of low for the Warriors. All right? We're, not, we're used to seeing upwards of 45 to 50. So they actually shot less threes today. And surprisingly enough, going into halftime, the Warriors were beating the Hawks in the paint. They had 44 points. The Hawks had 32. Now, they were losing at half, but the Warriors were trying. They were trying. But when you do get down and late in games and you have Steph Curry and you have Klay Thompson, this is what happens. You're going to take those shots, and I'm never going to say that they're bad shots. But when they don't go in, don't they kind of look like bad shots? When it was close in the game and the Warriors, it was either an offensive rebound or I think they took the ball out. Clay got a ball. They were down one, and Clay took a three that he didn't need to take. He didn't need to take it. Now, if he goes in, it's a make or miss league. I'm not complaining. But he didn't need to take it, and he did. 888-957-9570. Let's go out to Philly. Okay. Barry in Philly wants to chat about the Warriors and specifically Jordan Poole. What's up, Barry? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, I just want to discuss the uh, yeah the whole Jordan Poole situation. I mean, is it really Jordan Poole's fault? Because it seems like nobody plays defense. I mean, it just seems like the scheme has been bad. I mean, everything. I think from the beginning of the season, from top to bottom, from, from management to players, we've just been making bad choices. 
you know, the whole Andre Iguodala thing. I mean, just everything, the culture scheme. I think that we cheat too much on defense. And uh, from the start, it's just been uh, horrible. You know, even the, the James Wiseman situation. You know, there's no – we have no players that's seven feet and we get rid of him. You know, it, 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 they should have just stuck to the same – the plan that they plan to do in the beginning of the year and develop the young guys. Uh, I think that they withdrew from that, and now we're just seeing the consequences from that. Yeah. No, it's a good call, Barry. And, and again, I don't mean to – point out Jordan Poole and I'll be honest with you when you go on social media they they're finding everything of Jordan Poole because it's a thing it's a thing now so the first thing when I go on it's going to be Jordan Poole missing an assignment there is something to be said about the zone now they even said on the broadcast the zone is good for stretching people out but you're not manning up so then that's when the that's when the Atlanta Hawks started getting a bunch of offensive rebounds. So, okay, we can't go man because we're getting beat on man and they're bigger than us. We can't go zone because that allows them to get offensive rebounds. So what do you do? And I think Barry makes a good point. Look, people can say, and, and I'm only talking in the ba- in the basketball standpoint, let's keep this basketball. As far as Anthony Lamb is concerned, there was no choice. Now, if we want to have a different conversation, and obviously, obviously, there's a big picture conversation about roster construction. That's one thing. But as far as literally what the Warriors had available to them and what they need, Anthony Lamb fits that bill. And again, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought, look, it wasn't the crazy revenge game I thought Sadiq Bey would have. And I'm being a little coy here. I didn't think he was going to go off on the Warriors. He was on the Warriors for two seconds. But that is the same type of player that I think Anthony Lamb is in terms of he's in that realm and he is a guy that can guard he can guard multiple positions whether you think that's in theory or in practice that's your prerogative but Steve Kerr said himself before they signed Anthony Lamb this is a guy that connects a lot of our lineups and it's because he is the only version of this new age player that we're seeing this 6'6 swingman type deal that's all that the Warriors have Right, you got Andrew Wiggins who's been out. And you have who else do you have? Patrick Baldwin Jr. He's not ready yet. They think defensively he's not ready yet, and offensively, you know, we know he can shoot. He's got to do some other things. So, if we want to talk about roster construction, you know, this is this is about the post game, so we can't necessarily go too in depth. But at the same time, you can only make do with what you have. And I'm looking around. Clay Thompson, I would say he's dropped down to what? An average defender? I think average is fair. I wouldn't go below average. I think that's disrespectful. I think Clay Thompson is still an average defender. I think Steph is, is I would call him average, right? You have Kaminga, who is ascending defensively, but he's not in every lineup. You have Jordan Poole, who we know he is a negative defensively. You have Jamichael Green, I'd probably call him a negative, pretty close. You have Kevon Looney, who's a plus. You have DiVincenzo, who's a plus. So I think that's the, a good piece of this. Jordan Poole is the one who's going to be on the low light reel, but everybody has culpability. Everybody has culpability. If you look around, they're on paper, and, and we see it. We see it based on what happens at home. If you look around, they have the requisite parts to play defense. They have it. It's just not traveling on the road. I don't know why. And you can blame it on whoever you want to blame it with, but I do think it's a good point. And I see you on the text line as well. You know, this is not 510 chiming in on the Infinity Mobile text line. 
Poole only played 24 minutes. Let's find somebody else to blame. The Splash Brothers combined for 12 turnovers. That's completely right. That's why that was our secret sauce in terms of what led to the Warriors losing the game. You can't have six turnovers from Steph and six turnovers from Clay. You're basically just evening out, right? You, you can't continue to give the ball away. 888-957-9570. Let's go out to Eric in San Francisco or somewhere else in San Francisco, unless he's in the building. Let's go out to Eric, who wants to talk about how Steve Kerr may have lost the team. What's up, Eric? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, uh, well, this was a great way to start off my uh, St. Patty's Day, but <laughs> I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are. Has Steve Kerr, I mean, Steve Kerr is an all-time great coach, but I'm just wondering, Bill Walsh always had the philosophy that a pro coach should never coach more than 10 years in one place. Mm. I'm just wondering, given the fact that they just make the same defensive mistakes over and over and over again, have they tuned out Steve Kerr? I mean, is this more a disconnect between the players and not trusting each other on defense, or is this a disconnect? between players and coach because the scheme hasn't changed from this year to last year, but our defensive efficiency has dropped from being what three in the league to bottom three in the league. And then it, it just seems like I'm just wondering as great as Steve Kerr is, has his message just kind of run dry because it just, there are five minutes where we play great defense, and then there's 43 minutes where we play terrible defense. And it just seems like it might just be a lack of messaging. I don't know. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I think it's a good point, Eric. And look, I hope you you can find a way to turn your St. Patty's Day around. You still got you still got a couple more hours, so you'll find a way to turn it around. Look, Mike Brown is gone, and before somebody on the text line or somebody calls in, because we talk about this every time, we, we, we mention the defense. Well, Mike Brown hurts a lot. It's possible. I think Mike Brown does hurt a lot. But let's not forget, up in Sacramento, they don't play a lot of defense either. That's not the reason that they are a top three seed in the West. It is not because of what they do on the defensive end. Mike Brown is a good coach, right? And he came out when the Warriors got blasted back in the playoffs last season, he's, hey, I'm the defensive guy when the Warriors, their offense didn't look really good. But Mike Brown, yes, he's gone and that hurts. But I think that's a good point because if you look around to who the Warriors have, Otto Porter Jr., losing Otto Porter Jr., you don't have GP2. We can just pocket that. But losing Otto Porter Jr., I don't think really moves the needle. Bielitsa, and defensively, Bielitsa, I'm not sure that, that moves the needle at all defensively. You have GP2 back. Obviously, he's not playing right now. And you have Andrew Wiggins, who's not playing right now. So is it that simple? Is it that simple? I, I, I don't know. It's possible. I will say this in terms of the Steve Kerr and the message. I went to the... Warriors Grizzlies game back when Steph threw the mouthpiece game when Steph threw the mouthpiece and Jordan Poole made basically the buzzer beater and I asked Steve Kerr because they had a ton of turnovers in that game I asked Steve Kerr hey when you have a game like this and you turn the ball over a lot you still end up winning trying to keep the vibes good all that good stuff but when you turn the ball or that ball ball over that much what's your message the next day and Steve Kerr says just like any other team, really, we sit down, we discuss why they happened, why they shouldn't have happened. And then he joked at the end, and then they go out and do the same thing. And everybody in the media room laughed. But is there something to that? Now, I think Steve Kerr is in a very, very unique situation because you have to coach everybody the same way, but realistically, you can't. 
right? If there's a coworker that's been working somewhere for 25 years, you're not going to treat them the same way somebody who just started working a couple months ago. So Steve Kerr has three guys that have the longest tenures on one team in the NBA, in Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Seth Curry, and they've all been playing together essentially that whole time. So you have those three guys, then you have the young guys that you're trying to bring up, and you don't have that middle ground glue of Andrew Wiggins right now because he's not playing. So Steve Kerr is saying, guys, we know what we're supposed to do to the three, the big three, the younger guys, they're still trying to find their way. So I don't know if it's a matter of them not listening. I think it's just what do you tell someone when you know that they know what to do, but they're just not doing it. And then you're trying different things based on what you are missing, and you are missing a GP2, and you are missing an Andrew Wiggins. So I don't know that the message isn't being received, but what do you tell to someone when they already when they already know what they're supposed to do, right? That when when Draymond and it's not just we talked about Draymond, but everybody's missing assignments or turning the ball over. What do you say if you're Steve Kerr? So I don't know if it's just a matter of I don't know if it's just a matter of the message not being received. I think it's also just you got to think about who you're talking to and how those conversations are a bit different than if you were, to be honest, coaching the Hawks or coaching the Magic or coaching one of these teams that are on the come up. And, okay, we're still learning. We're still going through these things. That's just not what the Warriors are at. So I think they're in a very unique position. I don't know if they – I don't think he's lost a locker room, but I do think it's just a matter of are you guys going to do it or are you not? And and that is just unfortunately – And fortunately, when you have veterans, why it's good and why it can be tough. And Steve Kerr is just in a very unique position, not to make excuses for him, but Kevon Looney Looney's doing his job, right? Where where do you say, hey, guys, you need to pick it up? And 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 we know he's having these conversations. They're just not getting through, apparently, at least not on the road. All right, we got to get to a break again. Warriors go down to the Hawks, 119-127. to 127. We'll be right back. Fossey, I see you in Hercules. Let us get to a quick break. We'll get right back to you. When we get back, we're going to have some Steve Kerr sound, and we're going to talk about the hardest-working player of the game. When we get back, it's Warriors wrap-up. Alan Siles in for JD, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dante to Clay. Clay goes right to the rim, throws it out to Poole. Wide open three, no. Rebound dumped home by Kaminga. Nobody put a body on him. He caught it and just threw it down. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. We are back. Warriors Wrap-Up. Alan Styles in for JD. He's got the night off as we break down the Warriors and, unfortunately, a loss on this St. Paddy's Day Friday to the Atlanta Hawks, 127-119. to A lot of different ways to talk about this. But unfortunately, it all ends the same way with another road loss for the Warriors, their 10th straight road L. Thank you for holding during the break, Fossey and Hercules. Wants to talk about Kerr. Fossey, let's get you going right now on Warriors Wrap-Up. What do you got for us? Alan, thank you for taking my call. Of course. Just wanted to uh, to say real quick about Steve Kerr. You know, I... I, we all know that he's willing to literally live and die by the players that got him four championship rings. But at what point do you say to yourself that this hasn't been working and give the younger guys a shot? I mean, you look at Paul and what he's been able to do when he knows his role on the team. When Steph was out, he was lights out for us as a starter. Not saying this Steph like go to the bench or anything like that, but you give these younger guys a chance because obviously what you've been doing hasn't been working. JK, I feel like, deserves a lot of more minutes too. These guys uh, need to play, and, you know, they got fresh legs. You look at them, they bring more energy on the court. But Steve Kerr would rather have Clay chucking up shots, bad shots for that. I mean, he's one of the best shooters ever, but you're down a few points late in the fourth and they don't go in turns into a bad shot, but I think if you make a few adjustments with the lineup, give those younger guys a shot, you wouldn't even be in those uh, late down positions. Just wondering what Steve Kerr thinks about, you know, just giving these younger guys a shot. Obviously, what he's been doing hasn't been working. Other than that, another tough loss. Hopefully, we can turn it around. Cheers, Alan. No, thanks for the call, Fossey. Hope you're uh, enjoying your evening and Hercules, you know, it's a good point. But when I look at the minutes here, Kaminga, 26 minutes, right? So I, to me, that's that's pretty legit. We know Jordan Poole, he's going to get his his minutes. He had 24, and I think some of that was just Steve Kerr not necessarily feeling like Jordan Poole was doing what he needed to do today. And then you look at a Moses Moody who only had 13 minutes. I think Moses Moody is in a tough spot because – He's a tweener. That's what he is, right? He can't really handle the ball. Is he a small forward? Is he a guard? He really only has right now. He has. He can jump out the gym, but so can a lot of the NBA, if we're being completely honest. So I think Moody, I think he's good on defense. I think he is a hard worker on defense. I. I he is a guy who effort is not the question on defense. We might question Jordan Poole's effort. I don't question Moses Moody's effort. I just think that he's still trying to get there, right? I think a lot of us in what we saw last season thought that he would be further along defensively. He hasn't been. Now, to Fossey's point, maybe that's because he hasn't been playing as much. You can you can look at it 
you know, whether it's the chicken or the egg. You can look at it a couple different ways. Patrick Baldwin Jr. is a guy who's shown some flashes. I know Anthony Slater was on one of our shows a couple months back, and we've been asking this question about PBJ the whole time. It always comes down to defense. Now I know what you're going to ask. Well, Allen, doesn't he fit right in if he can't play defense? Nobody else on the team can play defense anyway. And to that, I really don't have anything else to go back and forth with you about just besides Steve Kerr feeling as if he can't, you know, he's not there yet. So when you look at the young guys and we've been having this conversation, Kaminga's getting minutes. Moody, maybe you could give him more minutes. And Baldwin Jr., you could get him a couple looks. Steve Kerr just feels like they're not there. He just feels like they're not there. And speaking of Steve Kerr, before we get to Steve Kerr quickly, let's go to the let's go to the hardest working player of the game. Screened by Capella. Young, top of the key. Down the lane. Stripped by Looney. Knocked away. Thompson leads a three-on-one. Bounce pass. Curry goes up and scores. The rare classic fast break in the NBA makes it a one-point game. That was your hardest worker of the game, brought to you by AC Transit. And that was Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney worked his butt off as usual. And not only did he work his butt off as usual, he had a career-high scoring with 18 points. So shout-out to Kevon Looney. AC Transit is looking for hard workers and is offering a $2,000 bonus for new bus operators and journey-level mechanics to join their team. For complete details and to apply, visit actransit.org slash careers. That's actransit.org slash careers. Now, shout-out to Kevon Looney. We know he's Iron Man. He was on the ground so much, man. I mean, you just you just feel for him specifically when you lose those games the way that they did. But let's getting back to Steve Kerr, let's hear from Steve Kerr. We got his presser. It's a couple minutes so we can see how he's feeling about things right now. Uh, yeah, 14-4 out of the gate. We looked great. And uh, then we started turning it over and, and their transition was hurting us. So that was the problem the last eight minutes of the first quarter or so. And then we settled down after that, did a better job um, of handling their transition, taking care of the ball. Proud of our guys' effort. Um, you know, we had our chances. We had several shots uh, in the last couple minutes to take the lead and just couldn't get anything to go. But um, love the effort, love the energy. These guys are fighting, and uh, I believe in them. I, I believe something good's going to happen with this group. We just got to keep fighting and keep moving forward. Did you like the shots left down the stretch? Yeah, yeah. We got you know we get Steph and Clay shooting threes. Um, we live with that all the time. I think Dante had a good look as well. Um, we had a you know a couple of tough plays, but um, I think we we had a couple turnovers down the stretch as well, and uh, we had um, a couple plays that that we'd like to have back. But you know there, you can always say that at the end of every game. So um, main thing is we keep plugging away and. We're on to Memphis tonight and another game tomorrow night. How is your man's sensory road loss? I mean, how much road issues do you guys have all season? Because it's like mental. It's not mental. You know, I, I think um, we're we're competing. We're playing pretty well. I thought we've played, um, you know, pretty well tonight and and uh, in L.A. Uh, for much of that Clipper game. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to win on the road in this league. So we're just not getting it done. Coach, um, Jason K recently talked about how the playoffs start. You would get from the 
There's two seasons in the NBA. You know, you you get you know you get the regular season, then you get a blank space, and you get ready to go. But you got to get there. That's the whole thing. You know, you um you got to get yourselves to the playoffs, and and every season's different. You know, um, some years you're fighting for you know seating, uh, home court. Um, this year we're fighting to get in and it's just based on circumstances. So, you know, that's why I believe in this group. I've watched these guys win championships. Uh, I know what's in their, their heart. I know, uh, the, the level of competition and focus that they can reach, um, come playoff time. So we've got to just keep fighting and, uh, keep plugging away and try to get healthy. And, and in the meantime, just, um, keep moving ahead. You play on certain teams that when you were heading into the playoffs, you all might have not have been 100% or been at that level where you wanted, where you wanted to be. But once you got in the playoffs, you all were able to turn around because of um, experience. Mm-hmm. When you look at this team, you got some new players that's coming in. Do you lean more on your vets to go and you know voice as far as what they need to do or is that what you do? It's always a collaboration. Uh, that's how I look at uh, coaching in the NBA. It's a collaboration between uh, the head coach and and the key players, uh, the the vets, uh, you know, the core players who have been around for a while. And um, you know, that's how I was raised in the league. You know, playing with the Bulls and the Spurs, Cavs, and all those teams I played with. I, I observed that. So that's how I approach it in my job here. And I've been incredibly blessed to to collaborate with. You know, Draymond, Steph, Clay, Andre, Loon, you know, these guys are, um, they're so smart. Uh, they're so competitive. Um, they want it so badly. And uh, it's our job as a staff to give them the very best chance um, to win. And uh, we're going to keep doing that every night and, and see what happens. And then with tonight, how difficult is it to play against two point guards that can uh, basically just lead a team as far as assists and everything like that? Yeah, Trey and and Dejounte are, are both great players, and um, it was a it was a hell of a game. It's a great game. You know, we we came up short, but um, I thought we battled. I thought our our uh, our guys executed for quite a bit of the game. Again, the uh, the turnovers. You know, seventeen of them led to twenty one points. In, in the end, that's kind of the difference when you look at the box score. But can't fault the effort. Just like that soreness and Loon brings it every night and, um, you know, he's, uh, he's going to battle. He's going to be out there, um, you know, defending and rebounding and setting screens and making the little plays. And uh, he's Loon's fantastic. You've seen throughout the course of this season, the first start teams kind of played and the case is still Last Even last season, we were without playing Yes, as a head coach, what do you see? What have you learned throughout the course of this season, particularly? Every year is different. Um, you know, I think this year we've, uh, you know, we've been battling, um, trying to put together the right lineup combinations based on who's available, uh, who's not. Um, and, you know, we're, we're mixing and matching quite a bit. We've had a lot of different starting lineups and, and that's, um, you know, that that's part of the deal. It's, it's every team has their own challenges. And, um, you know, I, I, I love the guys on this team. I, I love the, uh, the fight they've got. And I know it's been a, it's been a slog. It's been a, a struggle on the road, but um, like I said, I believe in them, and and I really, I really think that uh, a lot of good is coming our way um, down the stretch. But you know, we gotta, we gotta get there.
Steve Kerr in a very optimistic tone as he typically is. And I want to know, right in the last couple of minutes here, Warriors wrap a bound, South filling in for J.D., are you tired of it? Do you think that it's a little bit too optimistic? I don't know. We had callers earlier on in the show ask the question, does Steve Kerr's voice still ring the same way in that locker room? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that I prefer somebody like a Steve Kerr. Right Now, we all love the viral pressers. Come at me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Right? We, we, the Bears are who we thought they were. Playoffs, we love all those. That's not who Steve Kerr is. And if you're expecting Steve Kerr to go out and rip his team to the media, that's just not what's going to happen. The thing is, on the other end, and I see you on the YouTube chat bringing up, you know, Steve Kerr and and how optimistic he is as well. And the 559 on the Xfinity Mobile text line, Steve Kerr talks like it's week one and it's frustrating. I get it. It's just he's not going to go out there and air his dirty laundry. We know. That's the thing. He knows how people feel. He knows that it's not great. He knows that they lost 10. And let's also say that he might have done the other thing. We don't know if he hasn't ripped the players in the locker room. We, we don't know. But whatever he's doing, he's still just trying to find a way to get to this team. And you have to be optimistic because why, why are we doing this if not? If he's going to come up there and say, well, what, you know, we stink. Let's just let's just pack it in. Then we're all going to be upset. You have to stay optimistic. And look, this is coming from me, who I used to be known as the pessimistic Warriors fan. So I know a thing about being pessimistic. But at this point in time, he I still trust Steve Kerr knows the vibe of this team the best. And he's just trying to be optimistic about it. My question is this, and I've seen it come up a couple times now. Should the Warriors get a pass? This, I didn't see the line. I didn't see the Vegas line. I'm not dibs or or guru gotta liquidate all assets i get all that i didn't oh. see the line but with no draymond should the warriors have gotten for lack of a better term a pass right draymond is draymond green now whether you want to blame draymond on not being there because draymond just a couple weeks ago said i get a tech when i want to get a tech i'm gonna be honest draymond didn't think you wanted to get a tech there I just, that's the thing about saying something like that. You never know when a ref is going to feel like that line has been crossed if you don't think that you crossed the line. So Draymond might have thought, well, I didn't cross that line in this ref, for whatever the case may be, might have said, I think you did. And they didn't rescind it. So looks like you did. So is it on Draymond? I know earlier on the show we were getting on Jordan Poole because that's the easy thing to do. I'm trying to not do the easy thing. And it's hard because you get wrapped up into it. I want to ask a question. Yeah, Klay Thompson's one of the best shooters ever. Yeah, Steph Curry is one of the best shooters ever. But when Steph took a shot when they were down two with a minute and one second left in the game and they were only down two and he missed it, how did you feel? Is, is the, the Steph has the greenest of green lights ever. But did the shot actually make sense? No, but Steph makes shots all the time. That doesn't make sense. That's the difficulty. That's the conundrum with this team. That's why I'm still not blaming Steve Kerr because what's Steve Kerr going to say? Don't take that shot. I'm Steph Curry. I'm Klay Thompson. Let's be honest. We won those championships because we made stupid shots like that. That's, that's how it's been. So Steph and Klay Thompson give it and take it. They give it us a lot, Dub Nation. And if this is... The end, somebody else brought up, bringing up the young guys. Look, 
whether you have family or whether you've ever played on a team, you got to go down holding your sword. And Steve Kerr is not, if he's going to go down, it's not going to be because he decided, well, Clay took a bad shot. I'm going to sit him on the bench and play Moses Moody more, right? I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. It's not going to be because I wanted to get Kaminga more reps. And I'm I'm not saying that they don't deserve to play more, but Steve Kerr is not going to see this thing go down because PBJ got too many minutes. Now again, that defense on the road, I don't I don't see how I don't see how PBJ could hurt. I I don't. I don't to be completely honest with you, but I'm not Steve Kerr. I don't have almost as many rings as fingers. So I'm always going to defer to Steve Kerr in those situations, but ultimately whatever he is telling the team, it's not working, but is it on Steve Kerr or is it on the vets, three Hall of Famers to get this team in order? Maybe it's both, maybe it's neither. Who knows? But what I do know is that this team still has time. I saw in the YouTube chat somebody said that the Timberwolves that the Timberwolves won or the Timberwolves lost. That game is not over. It is over now, and they did lose. It was double overtime, it looked like. So the Timberwolves, Timberwolves lose 131 to 139 to the Bulls. So the Warriors still have life. They're still the sixth seed, but you gotta cash in soon, Warriors. We're back at it tomorrow. Warriors go to Memphis. No John Morant. Still could be problems. Who plays tomorrow? We'll find out. JD will be back in order. You know you can hear the whole game here at 95.7 The Game. Thank you for listening to Warriors Wrap Up. Enjoy the rest of your St. Paddy's Day and the rest of your weekend. It's Alan Styles, 95.7 The Game. I'm a man. I'm 40. Be a dog. They are who we thought they were. Playoffs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.